You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us, Welshie. G'day to you. Very good day, Tony. And How are you enjoying this post-apocalyptic world yeah, that we're living in? It's okay at the moment. I'm uh, still talking to my family, which is a good start. Yeah, I, but I'm worried about you, Tony. Mm-hmm. And Lyle, how's it going, mate? Uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, guys. I'm also here. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I'm worried about Tony. I'm a little bit worried about him myself, actually. Um, he rang what me, are your concerns? Well, he rang me about half an hour ago to tell me to tell you guys he's going to be late because he heard that the bottle shops were closing, and he was going to go and panic buy all the grog at no, the bottle shop. No, I wasn't going to panic buy. It was only going to be ten slabs. That's all I was going to get. <laughs> So uh, I'm worried about, is that what's necessary for you to to talk to your family? Uh, well, the family encouraged me. I think that could... <laughs> you're more tolerable on the drinks. Yes, okay. exactly. I'm a um, happy drunk. Yeah, totally, totally unrelated. Can we just pause this for a minute? Because i just got to duck out for a quick uh, quick minute. Uh, good April. Oh, hang on. I, just, I, literally, I literally paused me, that. We missed what you said. If anyone would know, it would be me. <laughs> I literally paused that because I didn't. I, we missed what you said. Because I thought you were serious about me pausing. I thought you had to go to the toilet or something. Oh, we'll keep that in. Uh, First time Tony's um, actually done the editing when you've asked, and it was when you were joking about uh, exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, great episode last week, guys. Shazza, fantastic she was. Yeah, yeah she was really good. Yeah. What was that? You were going to say something, Lyle? Oh, she's holding up well in uh, quarantine. She's keeping herself uh, busy and exercising, and she's got her TikToks. And you know, as, this goes to air, as this goes to air, she's uh, released from quarantine, I believe. There you go. Oh, good timing. She just clocked Netflix. so She'd be spewing, yeah, though. Timing. I reckon she would have been one of those ones that would have loved to have had two weeks in a hotel room. Because <laughs> oh, that's something she I doesn't do. That. That's something she doesn't yeah, the do throughout the year. People who are in the hotel room don't <laughs> seem to be loving it. No. no, exactly. And it was also great to have Mikey Jane. And we should mention too that on the turnbuckle, this week is brought to you by One Fall Design Company, a Melbourne-based design and apparel company, a fantastic place to get your logos and merch designed. That, of course, is One Fall Design Company. Is that where you guys are meant to say One Fall after me? That, of course, is One, one Fall. fall. Uh, one I, don't, I don't do that, guys. Design Company. All right, boys, time to catch up with our guest this week. Of course, he is also <laughs> in quarantine after having just arrived he back is. from the land of the rising sun. His name is Royce Chambers, and he joins us on the line now. G'day, Royce. How are you? 
Good, good. What about you? I think we're all fantastic, mate. I won't speak for the other guys because I actually don't know how they really are and I don't care, but that's fine. All I do care about is that you're well in quarantine. How's it all going, bud? I will be honest. I'm actually loving life. Very chill. Don't have to do much at all. Can sleep whenever I want. Uh, But I do feel very lazy as well, so... Kind of looking forward to going outside. Uh, yeah, but I'm loving life. How many days to go, mate? Uh, I think three or four, so I'm going to savour those last few days. So what is... How uh, much... Uh, go, Tony. I was going to say, what does isolation look like for you? Is there anyone else in the house, or are you uh, normally on your own anyway? Well, I'm with my parents, so that gets a bit irritating. But apart from that... <laughs> Mostly for them, I would assume. <laughs> I, I just stay in my room, wake up, eat, play Fortnite, watch random shit, and then go back to sleep again. Does your mum so knock I'm on your door with alive. your food? Does my mum cook food? No, the end, does she leave it at the front of the door and knock on the door and say, your food's here? <laughs> nah, I'll go out and just cook whenever I want because oh, they're in kind of a separate part of the house, so it's all right. So, yeah, I'm living, just living life. So how much two-minute noodles have you been eating? A lot of me goreng, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one thing I'm looking forward to, just going out, getting some Hungry Jacks, getting some KFC, not just eating toast. (laughs) Haven't you heard that all those restaurants are closing down in the next two days just before you get out? Bad luck. I know. Well, I found out I have to go back to work, which is annoying. Oh, That's God. half the reason I cut my hair, because I thought, I'm just going to shave off my head. I don't have to go anywhere for like three months. And now I'm going to look like a bald moron going into work. It's <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Good for your pocket, though, mate. Yeah, yeah, true. I can't complain. I should be, should be happy that I get to work. So what random shit have you been watching to get you through this quarantine? What can you recommend? I've actually been getting heavily into UFC. I never used to watch it at all, but I got Foxtel, and Foxtel is the greatest thing I've ever purchased. I've just been watching <laughs> heaps of Modern Family, heaps of UFC. I feel I feel like now I might just start doing UFC. I feel like I could be a beast at it. Uh, you get some submissions. <laughs> nah, I'd, I'd get fucked up. But I have been enjoying watching that. Apart from that, just wrestling, and Big Bang Theory, that's about it. So and Surely you just got the, ba- the basic passi- package of Foxtel because they just upgraded everyone for free during this quarantine. Oh No, nah, I just got just the, the essentials, as they say, the essentials and sport. But then I realised there was no point getting sport because... There's nothing on. Watching bowling every day. So could one say that you are going flipping mad in quarantine? Tony. You're an idiot, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Uh, Royce. A more serious question, Royce. Yes. Um, As someone who hasn't watched UFC much previously and you've started watching it, how much – are you getting a lot of ideas from some of the submissions and takedowns of things that you can implement into your own wrestling once you're back in the ring? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that obviously is very – that you can put into both areas. Um, a lot of the stuff I've been looking at is just the selling and, like, how they actually sell shit. Not I don't just... think they're selling. That's just called being in pain, <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that all that's very interesting. Submissions and stuff, I'm obviously not the best at, so I can't really – 
break that down too technically, and I don't really want to because it would just be <laughs> shocking. <laughs> but a lot of the selling stuff's quite interesting. And even just the entertainment side of UFC when it's like how – if they did WWE storylines, I reckon they'd be like one of the hottest things in the world because it's – a lot of the fans, I feel like there's a lot of UFC fans that enjoy real fighting. And there'd be a lot of UFC fans that would enjoy WWE if if it was real, I think. So if UFC could just put together some nice storylines, then I think they'd be off to the races. The problem being if the right person wins, that kills the story. <laughs> true. Very true. Just do something. They- someone steals their wife and then they have to fight over it. <laughs> Perfect. That'll be have you watched any UFC. of the Ultimate Fighter? I haven't, no. I have not. You watch some of the early Ultimate Fighters, they build up some storylines in the house in the reality show, and that leads to some <laughs> big pay-per-view payoffs. Don't worry, they stole a little bit from WWE back in the day. Don't worry. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the reason you're in quarantine. You've been overseas uh, wrestling in Japan with DDT. Um, yes. Were you a DDT fan prior to your trip to Japan? Honestly, I, I wasn't wasn't really a fan. The first time I saw it was my first appearance anywhere other than PCW, and that was at the show that shall not be named. And they're, <laughs> they're uh, one of the blokes that was there was a huge DDT fan, and he was showing me some stuff, and it looked cool, but I never gave it any second thought. And now I'm in love with it. They're... The, the wrestling is just just so stupid, and it's awesome. <laughs> the fact that Some you just of, said stupid, I was going to say that promotion seems right up your alley, but I didn't. Don't want to throw you under the bus, but <laughs> it almost seems <laughs> it almost seems like a perfect fit for you, uh, DDT uh, promotion. No, it is it is very cool. I like that. They can still do stupid stuff like wrestling, swimming pools, all that type of stuff. But then, you know, at their big shows, everyone just just goes out there, tries to kill it, have super cool match, super serious, all that type of stuff. But I don't know. I just feel like they know, obviously, they know their fan base and they know when to have fun and they know when to, have, when to dial it in. So, Speaking of having fun, uh, Dino had a bit of fun with you. Ugh. How was that, kid? <laughs> It was very sweaty. <laughs> uh, it was it was all right. That was the first time I'd, I'd kissed a guy. Uh, Won't be the last time, betting. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, no, no. Is there any truth in the rumor that when you got backstage, you realized you had some of Dino's gum in your mouth? You're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, what was it like to work with Dino? He's very very uh, entertaining wrestler. Yeah, he was real cool. He has such just just funny ideas, stuff that I'd never even think of. But he's he's been doing it a long time. Like he's been wrestling 15, 15 years. I'm pretty sure. So he he knows what he does, and um, yeah, it was actually real. It was still a learning experience because I don't really usually do much comedy stuff. So yeah, it was fun. Royce, a lot of uh, your stuff that you do in the ring, of course, is high action for the crowd type stuff what was it like to wrestle without a crowd and still do the flips and all that sort of stuff well it was all right for me because it was still like this is still my debut 
still the adrenaline's pumping. So half the time I didn't really notice that there was even a crowd there because they had their young boys making noise and it was in a small kind of, well, not a venue, a small under factory warehouse. So it still seemed loud enough and I just went out there and did what I usually do. See, wrestling without a crowd isn't new. Uh, I used to work for ACW, so I was very used to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tony. Uh, yeah, I've wrestled a lot Roy. of slams. <laughs> so it wasn't anything new. And talk me through your dive off the building. Sorry. Um, what was going first? I want to know what was going through your mind. Were you shitting his ass by the sounds of it? <laughs> so that was on top of the Satyama Super Arena. So, firstly, it was already very high above average ground. Um, and we just, it was, so it was for a TV show. So there was, I was in two segments. So I had a match, which was downstairs. And then they went to commercial and we had, two, three minutes to make it up to the top of the roof. So that's a lot of flights of stairs. So after the match, I did a moonsault off these crates and I landed on my heel and I was like, oh, great, this is going to be shit because I have, I knew I had this other dive coming up. So we piss-bolted when they went to commercial up the, the thousand flights of stairs. And by the time we got up there, I was, I was already just – I was done. I, <laughs> I was done. Anyway, they came back from commercial and we did all the, the skit type of thing there. And then it, I was climbing up to the balcony um, and I looked I looked down to see where they were. And they were really far back. If you watch the video, you notice I hit like the two front people <laughs> and that's it. And then also I look up and there's a massive light monitor above the platform. So I was in two worlds. I was thinking if I jump up too much, I'm going to hit my foot on this lighting thing and then if i don't jump out far enough i'm gonna land on concrete yeah so i just i couldn't obviously say no because we're live um (laughs) and i went for it and it was fine and actually the person i landed on was wearing this massive bunny suit and it was it was like a it was a cushion it was awesome so there's one dude in the green better there was yeah. one dude in the green who didn't touch at all, and he went sprawling on the ground. <laughs> yeah. There was like 30 of them there. <laughs> that was um, insane. That was actually yeah. insane. Yeah. Now, now, when you get your your big uh, booking sheet for DDT Wrestling, pretty sure you would have penciled in the debut at Currican Hall. Um, what was that whole experience like? You know, the, the venue held uh, the most... Um, big matches of Japan and stuff like that. What was it like uh, uh, wrestling in that venue? Yeah, it was awesome. I was I was very glad that I got to do it because the last week there, we weren't show, sure if I had to go home early or what because of all the borders closing and all that bullshit. But uh, the day came and I thought, they can't cancel it now. <laughs> I have to go. And <laughs> it was an 11 o'clock show, so that was quite strange as well. Um but it was awesome just walking through there and seeing the history. Like they have massive cabinets with belts and all that type of stuff. So that was cool. And just thinking about all the people that I looked up to that have wrestled there, that was really cool as well. And um, it was still packed out considering all the situations at the moment. It was a good experience. 
I'm assuming. Yeah, it's a f- oh, sorry, also fantastic venue. It's a fantastic venue to watch wrestling from, and I can only imagine what it's like that first time um, wrestling overseas in front of a big crowd in such a historic venue. Like, you're a young guy. It must have really blown you away to be in that position so quickly. Yeah, I was I was shitting myself because I had I had the two segments, the two matches as well. So I was just I'm always stressed as fuck anyway. <laughs> so, so I was just I was nervous. I was very nervous. But once I got out there and and got to got to do what I it was all went away and then it came back for a second while I had to wait for another match <laughs> and then I got to go out there and do it and everything went smoothly. Everything was awesome. And the crowd, uh, yeah, they loved it. That was one of the great things about being there, I'm sure, is the fact that there was a crowd, as we said in other stuff that you did throughout the tour. There was no crowd. But to have a crowd there at Corrigan Hall, that must have been uh, a bit of a, a, a buzz for you. Yeah, I was I was hoping I got at least one match in front of the crowds. So that was good. It felt like I hadn't seen crowd in ages by the time I finally got that match. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Did you have time to soak it in and actually realise and, and sort of appreciate where you were and what you were doing? Uh, not really, to be honest. I just am too focused on remembering stuff and trying not to fuck up. So I, I never really soak stuff in, which I should. Um, yeah, but watching it back, that's when it really hit. I was like, oh, shit, that's me and Cork and Hall. That's pretty cool. But at the time, it was it was all business. <laughs> Take me through uh, when you're getting ready to go to Japan um, and this coronavirus stuff starts really affecting things and shows start getting cancelled and then they get announced that they're not going to be going in front of a crowd and, and you don't, at one stage, don't even know if you're going to be wrestling. Uh, what's going through your mind in that situation? Well, at the start... I was just saying to myself, I just want to get over there so then, like, they, they can't say, no, you're not coming, I'm there. I have to do something in some capacity. So I was glad once I got there, that was a lot of stress relieved and I could just focus on what I was doing. And I knew I had a few of the no-fan dojo shows. Um, but while I was in Japan, to be honest, I had no clue what was, like, corona stuff was going on at all because I don't watch the news i don't read i don't read the news and then and the news over there is not in english anyway exactly everything over there like couldn't read the news anything so i had no clue what was going on and even over there only like half the people were wearing face masks and i didn't think that was that unnormal um and then it was the last week and that's when family and friends were messaging me get home now it's not safe like it's all right just wait just wait so that's when um, you asked me if you were going to have to go to Christmas Island. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was worried. The only reason I wanted to come home was because I didn't want to go to the like the Christmas Island quarantine. Because that's, that's all an extra you see. Stamp on the passport, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's I just I just didn't want to be in a hotel for two weeks. I was like, if I can do quarantine at home, easy. But oh, if I had to do it at a hotel with a bunch of randoms, unbelievable. <laughs> would be a mess. So, yeah, to sum that up, I was stressed at the start. <laughs> um, but, yeah, when I was in Japan, it was actually really chill. And even once I found out the news, it was still 
really chill. People just wore face masks and that's it. Just went about their business. And DDT took took good care of you while you were over there? Yeah, really well. Like, better than what I had imagined anyway. So they had someone always looking after me, making sure I knew what was going on and taking me out, all that type of stuff. Um, yeah, I had a lot of help from people over there, which is awesome. Was there much? I know you had a fair bit. The... I know you had a fair bit of help from Will Osprey in the lead up, and then you caught up with him while you were there. How much of uh, support has he been? Yeah, it's been it's been real good, more than I had ever hoped or imagined. Um, even just going out with him, things like that, just. I have to remember, like, he's, he's trying to help me. I'm not going to be a fucking Mark. <laughs> and ask him, like, Marky stuff. He's he's always uh, looking out for me or watch matches back and took care of me in Japan, made sure I knew what was going on and took me out, all that type of stuff. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, just try not to get too ahead of myself about it. <laughs> No, but um, like obviously it's someone you've looked up to for a long time and to have a guy like that um, who doesn't have to do it take time out of his own life to take care of you and give you advice, it must mean a lot. Yeah, well, it's pretty cool because he's the one that really made me sign up for wrestling. Um, he was the guy that made me get back into wrestling and then made me want to do it and obviously I've taken after his style. Uh, I try not to take after it at all anymore because people compare me a lot um but still it's just to think about like me watching him at wrestle kingdom and then that's how i got back into wrestling and then now i'm in japan with him drinking red bull and vodka is <laughs> yeah it's uh very very cool um <laughs> what was the training like at the ddt dojo while you were there well, funny thing, I I didn't actually train once because oh. I was I was going to. I had every intention to. And DDT are very strict on. They don't want their young boys kind of interacting with with their main roster talent, or not interacting, but they don't want to be them seen on the same level. So even. Chris Brooks was telling me when he went over, he wanted to train and the coaches would just say, no, no, too tall. You don't need to train. You don't need to train. And yeah, I asked a couple times in the first week, but they just said, no, you don't need to. And I was like, I do need to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they, they didn't really want me to. And I thought I'd obviously respect that. And um, yeah, so I didn't train. <laughs> you were a bit banged up anyway, weren't you? Oh, uh, I had a bit of a hip thing going over um that was yeah it was getting bad so at least i got a bit of time off from here like healing that up how did you go with the promos while you were over there i know that uh you you were a microphone was thrust in front of you a few times uh what kind of an experience was that when everyone speaks a different language than you um the first time it was very hard just because i haven't done much on the fly type promo work so that was that was a bit challenging i got through it but it's hard to know if if you're saying stuff that that people enjoy because they don't know what you're saying <laughs> so um 
And the translator told me the way that I speak is very hard to translate as well. <laughs> um, but that's his problem. That's not my problem. <laughs> the, the, uh... that's, that's right, Lois. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. But um, the last few promos, once I got a hang of it, um, it was getting much easier. And once I realized, like, how stupid everyone takes their promos uh, and it's just having fun, that was much easier just to say whatever and and um, get by with it. So the discussion from the company, Royce, before you left, uh, are you looking at going back? Are they going to ask you back shortly? Mm, I, I don't know if I can confirm. He can't answer so, that, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can. Yeah. It's whether he wants no to. No comment. Just blame the coronavirus, mate. And he yeah, no comment. <laughs> Obviously, though, something you'd love to do is go back. Yeah, definitely. I had I had a blast. Um, it's just a very chill country. You don't have to worry about dickheads. Everyone just keeps to themselves or... They keep to themselves for me anyway because I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> so it's it's pretty easy way of living, I guess. Um, and I enjoyed it. Everything's close to everything. You can just catch a train anywhere, which is awesome. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to maybe going back. So I suppose the next question off the back of that is, could you see yourself spending an extended time there instead of one or two months? Could you live there for 12 months, 24 months? Is, is that something you would I like think- to do? I think I could do a year. I think I could do six months, definitely. A year, I don't know. I do love home and, like, I only finished school a couple of years ago, so I don't know. It's just, it is a big move, but I would be willing to do it if the offer was there. That's all right. I'll come sleep on your couch and take care of you, mate. <laughs> oh, thanks, <laughs> You're right. Mate. It's a great Thank country. You. Um, Thank you. Uh, now, you've... You did miss PCW Grand Slam while you were over there and all of your friends were wrestling in front of that big crowd. Um, did you watch the show? I did watch it. I had someone sending me Snapchats of the show all night. So I just watched the whole show on Snapchat. It made me a bit sad not being there just because, like, a year ago, that was massive opportunity and it still is and just gave me a bit of nostalgia from the year before um yeah it's just an awesome time and uh glad they they got to do what they do because they work hard for that that moment every year um so it made me sad not being there but also good to see other people in spots that everyone smashed and were your friends in pcw were they worried at one stage they might have to cancel the show because it came down to the wire yeah it came down real close i don't know if i can go into detail or not so i probably won't but it was it was definitely like I'm pretty sure it was cancelled at one stage and then back and cancelled and back. So um, I think it was a big relief for all of them that they got to do it. I know Mark Cage probably would have been very relieved because last year he couldn't uh, wrestle in the main event and then uh, this year he possibly wouldn't have been able to either. So he finally got his big match. Um, yeah, but I'm glad that they got to go through with it. Uh, now that um, you know the the wrestling business is on pause at the minute for three, four, you know, five, we don't know how long it's going to be. Um, what's the the mindset of the unknown? Um, how are you dealing with that aspect of it? Um, it's hard not being able to get into a ring. That's just 
that's the main thing. I just want to be able to just get in the ring and just wrestle. So that's going to be hard. As far as gym goes, like, I panic bought a bunch of weights and stuff. Um, so, like, that's cool with me. I'm not going to release any workout videos. There's more than enough of them. Um, oh, I haven't seen any. Oh, really? I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not going to release any TikToks either. I, I can't fathom that app. <laughs> so... I have a few things I want to do. I'll probably keep releasing random highlight videos. A rap um, album. That's what no, we want. We no, want the, <laughs> the Royce Chambers Sound, SoundCloud rap album. No, that career path is, is long gone. Time <laughs> to do it. Now, now to do it. I want to do Sing a series. Song, mate. Ooh, now we're talking. Oh, stop that. <laughs> I want to do a series of myself versus a pillow on the trampoline so i'm thinking if i don't go back to work i'm thinking that's what i might uh might try to conjure something up there you are um, i actually reckon the draw is like a hulk hogan type face on that on that pillow i actually reckon a blow up <laughs> yeah. doll would be better than a pillow because it's sort of like realistic Easy. to an extent where the hell are you going to get a blow-up doll from at the moment, Tony? Tony's got a Tony. Tony will lend one. He's got three or four. What sex do you need? Uh, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> um, you spent a fair bit of time with Takeshita while you were in Japan. Uh, talk to me about uh, that guy. He's an amazing wrestler, and he looks like he's a, a pretty good bloke as well. He, he is a beast. I think he is, and it's not just me being biased, but I think he is legit one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's very underrated. Um, funny fact, he was telling me that his first match was against Kenny Omega. <laughs> oh, no. And then his second match was against Al Generico or Zami Zayn. Jeez. So, um, but Who was yeah, your first he, match against? <laughs> Jamie Baby Durden. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he pitched very hard for me to get over there. Um when he didn't have to, I'd never spoken to him before. So um I'll always be thankful for that. And he was yeah, he was very nice over there. He speaks decent English, so he would help me out with matches if I needed. Um Yeah, it was very, very lucky, very thankful that he pushed as hard as he did for me to get over there. So not only is he a great wrestler, he's also got a good eye for talent. Oh, I mean, what can I say? <laughs> no, I just we saw him tweeting that he likes Dowie James. That's the reason we said that. <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about Dowie a bit, because last time we spoke oh, to right. you, last, last time we spoke to you, you weren't wrestling at MCW yet, and I know that it was an ambition of yours. And now you're you seem to be a regular there, and um, Dowie seems to have it in for you. I know. I don't know what his problem is. I just yeah, he he just hates me. Uh, yeah, I think I think he sees a little bit of a young Dowie in himself, and he wants to kill that. Seems like he wants to kill everyone at the moment. Um, He's obviously got some issues. I can sort out a psychiatrist for him. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it'll help. Nah, but Honestly, I don't think I'm loving help. MCW. It's where I've wanted to be for a while, ever since I 
started wrestling, I watched MCW when I was like 11 and went to their shows and all that type of stuff. I was an MCW mark, as they say. So to be there and being able to wrestle and getting appreciation from the fans, doing what I do, um, yeah, it's awesome. I, I really just want to have – I wanted to have one good year there just every month. And, um, yeah, so not this year, but maybe next year. Ross, if you were to pick one difference between wrestling here in Australia and wrestling in Japan, what would it be? Mm, obviously the language, but apart that, um, mm, good question. Their style is obviously much different, um, more strong style. Um, even the way the crowd reacts is much different over here. But I think both have pros and cons. Um, I actually really enjoyed Japanese style and the way they do things. Um, it was very interesting, great learning experience. Um, but I love Australia as well because it's just such a hybrid of people because we have people going everywhere. Um, so, yeah, hard question, but obviously language barrier, so I'm going to go with the safe yeah. option. <laughs> How many of the DDT roster uh, have asked you or they want to come to Australia? The, rest um, the main guy that really does is Takashita. Um, and I think he'd do awesome in MCW. I think that'd be really cool. So I want to try to get him over. A uh, bit of a repay the favour. He's very keen to come over. Apart from that, I'm not sure if anyone else really does want to. Um, Chris Brooks would be cool to come over. But, yeah, we just have to wait and see. Chris Brooks would be cool. What was it like wrestling him for your first match? It was very different because I'd never stepped in the ring with someone with the technical knowledge um, that he has, just as far as, like, all of his holds and stuff I've never taken or been anywhere near before. So that was a great learning experience. And uh, he was a cool dude as well. It was very helpful, willing to help me out, go out of his own way. Um, so I was glad I got that one-on-one -on -one match with him. Yeah. And, yeah, and so wrestling someone who speaks English is a nice way to... <laughs> when there weren't many of them over there, that would help as well. <laughs> Yeah, he, he kept me sane, that's for sure. Um, last time we spoke to you was at was in Sydney on our live podcast at PWA, and we asked you who your dream opponents in Australian wrestling were, and you named two guys who you have were wrestled they? since. Oh. You, you said Danny Psycho and Brooksy ah. were the two. Now, I want to talk a little bit about both of those matches. Uh Firstly, the Danny Psycho match at MCW. What was it? Uh, what was it like for you to get in the ring with someone who you looked up to for so long? Very cool. That was probably yeah one of, if not my favourite match. Uh, he has very similar uh, idea of wrestling to me. So watching how he does stuff was very cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say about it. It was, it just all came together so well, and it was what I wanted it to be and what I thought it would be. So I'm glad. Um, 
and even Brooksy as well. I learnt a bunch off him. Like that was a real. Everyone says you have those matches where you're like, oh shit, okay, now I, I understand a bit better. And that was that was definitely one of them. See, when you say that uh, Danny Psycho's style and, and thoughts on wrestling are the same as yours, that doesn't surprise me at all because if he was a guy that you've looked up to for so long, you could imagine that what he, he his wrestling style and that has probably washed off on you anyway. Yeah, very true, very true. Um, yeah, I, he, when I first came to PCW, he was he was the man there. So I... I got to see him when he was real young at MCW, OG Danny, um, and I got to see him a few years later, and then I got to step in the ring with him. So it's very, been a very cool experience. And you hit him with that um, Suzuki special into the Rana. Um, how did that come about? That's one of my favourite spots you've done. I'm pretty sure it was his idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I was a bit iffy about it because I was like, oh, I don't – I don't really want someone to counter it, um, especially because the crowd at MCW hadn't seen it before. So looking back, <laughs> it was a it was a dumb decision, um, and we put it put it very early into the match as well. I think we we're just getting <laughs> far too ahead of ourselves, um, which we did, but it was still awesome. Uh, yeah, he came up with that. I thought I don't know if you can catch me, man. I don't know if you'll be able to, but he's a giant. He easily. He easily did it, and it was awesome, yeah. <laughs> Must be good to have someone having ideas that are contributing to the things that you do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A lot of people just say, oh, where do you want me, blah, blah, blah. But he, yeah, I can tell that we think very similar, um, just trying to one-up, one-up, one-up. So, yeah, very cool. Okay. All right, guys, have we got any listener questions to give to Royce? We certainly do. Uh, actually, there was... Quite a few. Was a, quite a popular guest. Um, oh, <laughs> Pat Speed on Twitter wants to know uh, how comfortable you were wrestling in footy shorts for the street fight. It was awesome. I've always wanted to, but whenever I ask or give the idea, it's always nah, too unprofessional, looks stupid, which I understand and I do agree with. But I thought. Hmm, here's the chance to. It's a street fight, so I can kind of get away with it. Um, and also, I don't have to ask because they wouldn't understand. So They don't know what footy shorts are. Yeah, so I just wore them, and a few people were giving me looks, and I was like, yeah, Aussie rules, you know, cool. Um, and, yeah, I just I repped it, I did it, and I was very proud of myself. Would have been grass if someone came up to you and said, "Oh, Warwick Kappa." <laughs> I was no actually one's that old. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was actually quite nervous because usually I wear speedos under my trunks, but I was just repping my bonds, my my jocks. So I was hoping that I wouldn't get a flick of the old corkscrew moonsault with a nut popping out. <laughs> that was my biggest fear, but it was all right. I've got one. Uh, uh, Joel Bateman. Uh, oh, uh, you go. Joel. No, you go, Lyle. No, please. Uh, Joel Bateman on Twitter. He wants to know, did uh, your heart stop when Marifuji chopped the fuck out of you? <laughs> it might have for a second. I had a lot of adrenaline, though, wrestling in front of a crowd for the first time. I just stood there, took it. Um, and it wasn't, oh, 
No, it, it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> Can't lie. <laughs> Kevin on Facebook asks if you got the opportunity to meet uh, Jordan over at DDT, the one of the trainers, and uh, did you get on well? Trainees. Trainees, sorry, did I say trainer? <laughs> sorry, trainee. And uh, yeah, over there in the dojo. Yes, I did actually. Funny story. So it was the first show, and the young boys get there real early, and they said the show starts at four. So I was like, all right, sweet, get there at like one, that's that's appropriate. And I got there at one, and there was no one there except this Australian bloke outside the headquarters. And I thought, like, I didn't think he was a wrestler or anything. And I was like, hey, mate, do you know where DDT is? And he goes, oh, yeah, blah, 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 I'm a young boy. And I was like, what are the odds of meeting another Australian, just random Australian, first DDT associate. So I did meet him. He was a cool guy. He's actually coming back to Australia in April if he can get here. <laughs> so good luck, mate. Um, and he's starting at the MCW Academy. So, yeah, very cool. Good on him. Yeah, I met him briefly when I was in Japan. He seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, it's funny because he, he started just training in Japan. Like he'd done no training in Australia at all. It was just move to Japan and start training, so good on him. I've got a question from Randy Vuck off Twitter. Uh, Royce is one of the most talented young guys. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. He's talking <laughs> up. Um, he's keen to hear what your ambitions are with in regards to Japan, Europe, the US. How do you see your next two years? Hmm. Next two years, I don't know. My, you might be my locked ultimate... down still. <laughs> yeah. My ultimate goal when I started wrestling was PWG, and that's still my biggest goal. I just want to be the man there, and then I'll retire a happy man. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but my two main goals Don't are Don't make PWG. that your end goal. You'll retire, you'll retire a poor man as well. <laughs> and a broken man. <laughs> um, but making a living and wrestling in PWG, my ultimate, ultimate goal now would be AEW. Um but I'm happy, like, I'd be happy just doing Japan for a while and doing DDT because it's just a lot of fun. Uh, just go with the flow and see what happens. Good answer. Very mm. good. Uh, I've got a personal question. Uh, you've seen a recent photo of my uh, new haircut. Mm. Um, oh, what, do you, what are your future. thoughts of my mullet? Um, <laughs> Honest answer. Did you Honest answer, mullet? I did because my one rule about haircuts is you have to respect a man with a mullet, any type of mullet, skullet, bits of hair. You have to respect a man. You have to respect a bald man or a shaved head man. Um, so I applaud you for it. I think you should have kept it a bit longer and not been a pussy and shaved it off. Well, so that's I'm, I'm where respect married. is lost. But I'm also I've heard, a rumor, I've heard a rumor that you shaved the mullet in to copy Royce. And then, because Royce has gone Britney Spears and shaved his head, you've copied him. Mm, it's not a, a man, man crush. crush. Anyway, that's just what I've heard. Well, it's not far from the truth. Other than that and my wife threatening divorce. Um, yeah. yeah. She's been looking for a reason for a while. Yeah, for, I was going to say for the fourth time this year, and it's only the end of March. All right. It's going to be a long year. Royce, you going to stick with us for the second half of the show? Sure. Why not? It would have been embarrassing if he said no. Got nothing else to do. 
especially after you told me yesterday that he was. That would have been really great. Uh, we're going to take a break. Royce Chambers with us, and we'll talk more in just a tick. So, Shana, how has your MMA background influenced your WWE career so far? Obviously, there's a familiarity with uh, making that walk to a ring or a cage or whatever it may be to face someone in one-on-one personal combat. Someone's there to stop you, you're there to stop them. Um, Being in that situation, also in front of a large live audience, um, and also all the lights and, and, and stuff that comes with TV, that's I, I, a very familiar feeling for me. So I think just there's there was no, like, adjustment time as far as that happened. Um, and just that I, I've been in every situation you can think of in a contest like that. So I think that um, just the fact that I'm never lost. I always, I always have, you know, the submission magician isn't just a invented name Maro called me that when he was calling one of my mixed martial arts fights so i have something in every single position i'm in there's something available to me so um i think just never feeling lost or um stressed out i think is like the biggest advantage i have coming from mixed martial arts can you tell us if ronda rousey's been a big influence for you if, if it was up to, it, I guess not so much Rhonda, um, but if it was up to Rhonda's mother, she would take full credit for the way my life and career has gone at the moment. There was a time where I was uh, living with Rhonda. We were all living in a house together in Venice, and um, I've always been a fan of wrestling. And I had I happened to have wrestling on. I think it was, it was like a Raw or SmackDown, but I was um, watching, and... Rhonda's mom came over, and everyone gets up to go greet her at the door, and I didn't, because I was, like, fully enthralled in, in, in what was going on on the, on the screen, and she came in the living room, and she's watching me watch wrestling, and she goes, you're not watching this, you're studying this, and I looked at her, and I, at the time, I was like, what? And uh, she, she was like, yeah, keep that in mind, and walks away, so she credits that as the moment that, like, pushed me this direction, but... um. Um, you know, it's not so much like I was wrestling before Rhonda. Um, so it's not so much that necessarily, but definitely Rhonda, um, you know, set, set us up the, the four of us. She set the four of us up in a way that we could concentrate on being exactly what we are. So what I mean by that is that, you know, you don't make a lot of money in mixed martial arts, especially at first. So it's hard, you have to work a job, you know, you have to go to training still, it's a, it's a hard life. And um, she set us up so that we could just concentrate, concentrate on showing up at the gym. And, and uh, you know, it was always a big important thing to, to set us, set up equity for later. Um, what are you gonna do after this? You can't fight when you're 60. So, um, you know, what's, what's, what's the plan? So, uh, I think just, just, um, 
you know, we, we were lucky in that aspect that we could be, we were free to concentrate on being whatever it is we wanted to be. And I think that's what really set the tone for, for where I'm at today. For those that may not know, why are you called the Queen of Spades? Well, the Queen of Spades happens to be the, the the card of fate. You know, the Ace of Spades is the death card. I think it's a very ominous um, sort of name to be attached to. But, uh, you know, it, it just kind of worked out that the, the first time I met Josh was uh, at an after party for an event that I fought at. And... Um, you know, I introduced myself and I was, I was, you know, we were all having a good time and drinking and, and whatnot. And, um, I was just going around the whole room doing sleight of hand card tricks. I, I know some sleight of hand and I'm not like great by any means, but it was an interest I had. And, and, uh, I did this particular trick for him that, that involved the queen of spades and, um, he, uh, I kept in touch with him. I started training with him the first fight that I had with him as my coach, he told the announcer without my knowledge to announce me as the Queen of Spades. So um, it just kind of stuck, you know, especially in a sport at a, at a time in the sport where there wasn't a lot of, everyone was trying to be like, we're super serious fighters. We were, you know, so I think it was, it was just the right time to have that too. And tell us what would it mean to you to become the Raw Women's Champion at WrestleMania? It'll crush Becky Lynch. She she wants to talk about my whole life being a lie without it. But but I think she, fans have gotten used to wrestling being a certain way, and I come from an upbringing in wrestling that wrestling should be a certain different way. And I think fans aren't familiar with the way that I wrestle, and I'm here to show them a little bit of reality. This is what's real. This is what really happens if you get in a fight with someone that you that you shouldn't. This is how this is how it works. This is what happens when you put a a small animal in a lion's den and the lion wants to play with its food. Like this is reality. And I think that having the raw women's title isn't so much about I have a burning desire to be the raw women's champion. For me, it's I have a burden that I need to show what, what reality is. And if I have that title, everyone's forced to look at it, you know? Is there a WrestleMania match that you're looking forward to to watching as a fan? Obviously, um, the Brock uh, and Drew, um, there's, you know, there's so much story behind each. I think Brock is so hated that it gets missed sometimes what a great professional wrestler he is um he's one of my favorites to watch so that but i also think drew and his story of uh, you know going and reinventing himself and and coming back and now the biggest match of his career um it, that's such a such a great you know everyone's everyone's been looking forward to that since since the rumble so um i think uh, that's probably the biggest one. Obviously, um, I'm gonna pay attention to any of the <clears throat> any of the women's matches going on, just because I, you know, you got to know the business the, the business you're in. Um, so you know, I'll be watching to see how Bailey handles having to face half a SmackDown locker. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, we'll see how that one goes. But um, those are. 
those are probably the two. Obviously, Edge being a legend and coming back and having a match with Randy Orton, that's really intriguing. My niece, her her favorite wrestler of all time is Edge, so I'll, I'll be watching that one as well. And give you the opportunity to have a, uh, a final message, I suppose, for Becky Lynch heading into your WrestleMania match. I think that Becky Lynch and her fans included have gotten so used to seeing fake that for her to stand in a ring and talk about everything I do becoming a lie that I'm about to show what happens when reality hits you everyone's about to get hit with a hard dose of reality and I am that reality and welcome back part two of on the turnbuckle here on my podcast house Dot com. Uh, we've got Welshy, we've got Lyle, and we've got Royce Chambers ticking around. Of course, still in quarantine, so nothing else to do. So he thought he might stick and chat for us for another 20 minutes or so. That was the interview that we just did with Shayna Baszler ahead of her WrestleMania title shot against Becky Lynch. Tony, when did you talk to Shayna Baszler? Oh, you didn't, yeah. you didn't tell us. Yeah, no, I just uh, something I did just uh, sneakily in the background. Having an affair, Tony. Thank you to you WWE doing, International. I barking up the wrong tree there. Thank you to WWE and uh, Rowan for their help on that one. Really appreciate and the audio from Shana. Roman Reigns, guys, one of the big names has pulled out of one of the big events, WrestleMania. It's on this weekend. Uh, is it going to be as good without the, uh, the big fella in it? Oh, look, obviously with... Roman's uh, previous health conditions. He's made the best decision for himself that he doesn't really want to be um, compromising his immune system that's already compromised by traveling and then wrestling. And um, it's great that he's made that decision and it's good for him and his family. And it's good that it's been accepted pretty widely and no one's, you know, he, it's the right thing to do. Spot yeah, on. Definitely, yeah. Spot on. Definitely. Family first and health first. Um, you know, WrestleMania will be here next year. So, um, yeah. Uh, when you've got and... multiple, when you've got multiple families like you've got, Lyle, which family comes first? Um, well, I'd normally say the one that would let let me keep the mullet, but they were pretty in adamant both uh, that I should <laughs> shave it off. So, uh, yeah, you need neither. your families. You got to hire oh, yeah, some new yeah. families. Yeah, wait till this no, quarantine. He's, he's working on it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, as soon as, as soon as we're allowed to uh, socialise again, don't worry. He'll be out there. Uh, we we did speak about WrestleMania there with Roman Reigns. It is coming up this weekend, and it's just going to be so weird to see WrestleMania over two days instead of one. WrestleMania without a crowd. This is the feeling of this WrestleMania is just going to be so different. I don't even know if I can watch it. Just, it's almost jarring not hearing any crowd noise. Like, you got that many people at the performance center, just chuck them in the crowd. Have them wearing masks, who cares? But you just need some atmosphere. Yeah, I think the new Florida laws sort of preclude them from having any extra people around, which is, mm-hmm. um, which has caused people to drop out of matches, as we mentioned with Roman Reigns. And I mean, some of the matches that are on this card are they're, they're um, what's that show that they filmed before Raw? Uh, the the Jobber show. 
Some of them main event. event. Main event, yeah. Some of these are main event matches. Uh, yeah. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler, like that. That wouldn't get on Raw. Um, so, <laughs> so it's not going to be the greatest WrestleMania. I don't know what a Boneyard match is, but apparently we're going to see one. Uh, the only one that really, the only two matches that are really, I'm excited about personally, are Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan. Yes. Which I think, I don't think they'll need a crowd. I think that um, they'll be able to then put on a technical match that if they did it in front of a crowd, the crowd wouldn't get it anyway. Um, <laughs> and but Edge versus Randy Orton, which will be fantastic. And it would have been amazing in front of a crowd, and it's disappointing that they don't have one. But the creativity of these two guys doing a last man standing match with no crowd, I think we might see something uh, pretty creative stuff. Guys, what do you guys think? Yeah, last man standing. Yeah, they can use the whole arena uh, however they want to. Um, with the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre, we assume Drew's going to take the title off Brock. Having no fans there to you know, coronate the new champion, so to speak, is that going to hurt him going forward? I'm looking forward to, obviously, Brian and Sammy. That's the main one. That I'm looking forward to, and like you said, I think they can put on a great match without needing the crowd. But I also feel for a lot of, like Randy and Edge, like that's that's a match that's just got so much story involved, and in that a crowd would eat up. Um, so I feel bad for those guys that have to do it in front of no one. And I think the match might suffer a little bit because of that. I think all of the matches will suffer because of that. Um, but there's not much you can do, and they're trying to make the best out of shit situation oh, and they're giving us some entertainment which is you know we need at the moment and what what about uh ria obviously australian podcast we worrying a bit more about the australians her wrestlemania moment does it have an asterisk there and you know does it is it going to mean as much going forward it's not going to be her only wrestlemania moment um she's there she'll be there for the next 10 years having wrestlemania moments uh i think well, you mentioned that will the coronation of um, of uh, Drew suffer from not having a crowd? And I think I feel like uh, Rhea and Drew are the two that probably lose out the most by not having a crowd because mm-hmm. their wins would give them such great momentum should they both win. Um, but the other one's Buddy Murphy, who's had to pull out of the show because of. Um, I think he had symptoms. Yeah, I think everyone's got to be uh, overcautious. Uh, Ray Mysterio is at home as well. Um, Dana Brooke, who's was going to be when Dana Brooke going to get another opportunity to have a WrestleMania match? Yeah, so yeah, it's tough. They are throwing it all together. I think putting over two days, maybe it makes it easier for fans to not watch a seven-hour show. With- little to no atmosphere. So splitting yeah. up over two days is a smart decision. Um, Which leads to my next uh, question, Lyle, and it's, it's a serious one. The fact that there is going to be no atmosphere, the fact that it's going to be such a different WrestleMania, the fact that WWE is a multi-billion dollar organisation, should they have not given us WrestleMania for free? Well, they're already bleeding money. Um, yeah, why not? Might as and well. And WrestleMania is 10 bucks. 
or if you just sign up for the network, free. But kind of is free. Well, yeah. it sort of is. If you take the 30-day trial, you're right, and you get it for free there. But I just thought it would have been a great thing by WWE to say, hey, look, guys, because this is just such a different situation, it's yours. Yeah, I think that the shareholders of WWE, because they are a publicly listed, um, I think that would have almost... Uh, they were already trying to sue at one stage this week. They got thrown out. Um, I think the shareholders need to be placated at the moment. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe they could have done a WrestleMania special on uh, on Fox or something like that, get a rating out and get Fox. Uh, they are taking a lot of money out of Fox. So, yeah, maybe a bit of goodwill putting one of the nights on Fox, maybe. I, I, I'm not sure. Just a quick question before we move on from WrestleMania. I want uh, you all to think about the most weirdest, the the biggest thing, something. Just give us a moment that we're going to remember out of this WrestleMania forever. I think it's going to be the no crowds, the one thing that this is, that you can't hide from it. And that's the one thing that this WrestleMania is always going to be remembered for. And I don't think... It'll be a WrestleMania people go back and rewatch because of that. Yeah, yeah. I think this this WrestleMania is definitely just going to have an asterisk beside it uh, to a lot of wrestling fans. Um, there's not a lot of buzz out there, so yeah, it's disappointing. This come at uh, the wrong time for WWE. Yep, spot on. Yeah, spot on. Now, you guys, yeah, very true. I'm hoping that there's a few hidden gems in there that people have to go back and watch. Like I'm There'll hoping, obviously, Sammy and Brian kill it, and that's there's a few highlighted points about this WrestleMania. There yeah, has, good to be, point. has to be something. Hey, guys, yeah. uh, so we hear about wrestling companies uh, having wrestling matches without crowds and the like, and fortunate because that would mean that no wrestling company in the world has been given uh, coronavirus to their crowd. Isn't, is that correct? Well, an Australian wrestling company no. uh, had an issue. I think they, their show was the same night as PCW Grand Slam, so it was before the restrictions. But unfortunately, all that it says in the news is that there was a wrestling show where people caught the coronavirus uh, yeah, in far north Queensland. Oh, Lord. <laughs> How many people? Well, it was only three, which is good. But when you think that there was only 30 people in the crowd, that's 10% of your audience have got no. the coronavirus. Oh. Why even put that in the news? It's stupid. Uh, well, the news is the one that reported it. Oh. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't their decision to report it. It was like a – because it's a public health thing and they needed to contact all the people who were at the show, it was in mm. their local paper. Yeah. I think it was on the news yep. as well on TV. Ugh. They had to contact the other 27 people. Okay. It would have taken half an hour. It's probably one family. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like today where the news reported that a uh, brothel got fined $10,000 for providing non-essential service. Oh, that's essential. Um, I would have thought so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you two can keep this check on private. <laughs> when they're negotiating over that blow-up doll for Royce to have a match with. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, delivery. <laughs> now we're talking. Takeaways. <laughs> what the, the brothel does? Yeah, quarantine delivery. Um, right, I think moving along. I think they're called <laughs> escorts, Lyle. Uh AEW have a new title. Tell us all about it. 
Yeah, they've got the new TV title, you know, uh, TNT title, I think they're calling it. Yeah, their secondary Sha. title. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, um, um, I think that having the mid-card title is something that will really help AEW because a lot of the guys that are putting on the best matches are sitting in that mid-card, giving them something to fight for. Um, is going to add depth to the storylines that they're telling through the mid-card because sometimes that can be lacking at the moment. Mm. And it's also going to be... A re- I think they'll treat it with a lot of respect. So I think it'll be treated like the old-school intercontinental title from back in the day where you win this title and you're seen as the next guy to move into that main event picture. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. And tournaments are always great. I'm a sucker for a good tournament. As long as the cut was not in it. <laughs> I don't Fair think they're going to matches on BTE. Now, um, been, <laughs> been watching a little bit yeah. of WWE so, Networks uh, lately, boys. Anyway, um, I want to know, who do you think wins this title? I think someone like a semi Guevara or Darby Allen. I think they could push them to the next level. Um, yeah. Give them a nice run. Something they could you know, fight over. I know they're, they're wrestling each other in the one of the opening rounds. So, um, I, I, hope I don't see I, Sammy doing it, but I do see. I think Darby Allen would be a great would be a great choice um, to win that tournament because he's over. Yeah, they should strap the rocket to him while they can. I reckon um, it'll be either of those two or MJF. I reckon MJF. Yeah, that would work too. You're right. Mm. Yeah. Now, been watching a bit of the network recently, boys, and I've been getting into the Steve Austin uh, stuff. His podcast, his video podcast, have been fantastic with some of the uh, the legends of the sport. I haven't had the opportunity though to see Dark Side of the Ring season two. You guys are telling me that that's pretty good though. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's heavy content. the first two episodes tell the Chris Benoit story and a little bit of Eddie Guerrero. And um, obviously that can be difficult to watch at times, but mm. I definitely would recommend it. Uh, you guys have seen it. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. I've always been a sucker for a documentary. I used to watch bloody Sam Punk documentary every night before I went to bed. So <laughs> seeing, seeing this one, like such an untold story, but, put together so well uh was very insightful and even just some of the things like when he died he had 10 times more than the average man's testosterone inside him so like that's just fucked and and he'd been doing steroids since he was 17 so he obviously had such effect there and yeah it was a great story i even watched the new jack one today and that was really well done as well they had Chris Jericho narrating it, which was interesting because I thought it was just a one-off for the Benoit thing. Yeah, um, he's, no, he's going to series. Yeah, he's doing ah, whole series. Very cool. Yeah, very that, cool. I, I also watched the New Jack one today, and mm. I knew all the, the story anyway. But some of that footage was yeah. downright scary to watch. Yeah, yeah. The bit that got me with the Benoit one was um, when the Jericho was talking about. Uh, after the murder-suicides happened and 
William Regal really being reserved in what he said about Benoit as if he knew that there was a possibility that this had happened. And seeing guys say, oh, that's not the Chris Benoit that we know, but everyone knows that he'd had domestic violence in his past and things like that. Uh, I find it hard to reconcile people saying that's not the kind of guy who kills his wife when he clearly is the kind of guy who beats his wife. And there's only a, I mean, is it a huge jump? Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. I yeah, I just felt for David Benoit. That was yeah, sad. definitely. That was full on. Yeah, but I'm a well, hard to say. But I am a fan of watching Benoit's work, so I just try to forget about everything else that he's done and just appreciate him for the wrestler. Obviously, you can only do that and take that so far. Um, yeah, it was yeah, very I impactful. Do I do yeah. struggle to watch his matches now. I tend to skip them, fair even enough. though yeah. at the time I loved them. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It, it, I, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch a Benoit match, but if I'm watching an old school show and it comes on, I, I can sit through and watch it. It's yeah, but yeah, it is tough. Yeah, it certainly. Is. I'll tell you one show that I am looking forward to, though, guys, is the Big Show show which is coming out on Netflix, uh, The Big Show and His Family, and it's just going to be a lot of family fun. It looks terrible, Tony. I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> it looks that bad, but it could be actually quite good. I honestly think it, this could be the worst television show that I've ever seen, I'll ever see. I think it's, um, it's going to be everything that's bad about 90s sitcoms, and oh. I can't, for that reason... I cannot wait to watch it because I think it's going to be Hulk Hogan movie bad, like yeah. Suburban yeah. Commando bad. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched Dancer I watched with Muscles bad. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the trailer today and I'm looking forward to watching it next week <laughs> for the wrong reasons. There's uh, another one coming out with, like, he puts on the mask and then, then he has superpowers <laughs> or something like that. That looks worse. Oh, That's a movie. That's a movie, that one. Yeah. Uh, he's a superhero pro wrestler that obviously it's made for kids which i understand but fuck make something for the marks not this four-year-old bullshit (laughs) come on i'll be more than happy that's how you make make new marks true very true i'll be more than happy to be our weekly correspondent guys on that one the big show dvd and watch uh, ready to rumble again because that's still one of my favorite wrestling movies Uh, well, she, you're going to cancel something. Yeah, I am going to cancel something, Tony, and it's not you this week. Yay. Um, last week, you remember we had uh, Shazza McKenzie on the show, yes, live from quarantine. And um, as we like to do, we put out the call for people to ask a listener question to Shazza, and someone decided that that would be the post to comment on to say, Shazza, I am. I'm involved in a wrestling podcast. Will you do an interview on my show? What? <laughs> Trying to steal our talent? Yes. <laughs> on our post. That's ridiculous. I think you've got, a, you've got a name and shame. Oh, I've forgotten the name because I don't, I... I, don't, I don't want to give them a free ad because I think they're probably one of those Get 30 Downloads podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Which is I was worried Tony finding it and asking the question on the well, show. I wanted to ask. Yeah, I, wanted, I was going to ask the question last week because I thought it was funny, but um, we moved along too quickly. 
Now, Lyle, you had the opportunity to watch AEW and NXT today. Uh, what sort of uh, show yeah, was it? I, I, uh, I watch AEW. I haven't had time to watch NXT yet. Um, I think it just got stranger. Um, you, know, you had the teleportation last week. And then Matt Hardy this week, or I don't even know what his 3,000-year-old vessel's called. Um, oh, no, Spartacus or something. Yeah, so something weird. He's he's just floating around like, like it's not flying, but he's was he floating. floating in the air or was he like floating like on a horse or something? No, no, he's just floating like and he's Through going sideways. Yeah, it was weird. And then you know, out of the from the right hand side of the uh, arena, come I'm assuming it was a UFO, you know, some sort of spaceship. Chris Statlander just goes past him, give him a little wink and a nod, and then they just went straight to commercial. It was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit nervous. I'm looking, uh, watching next week. It's uh, no crowd business. Uh, yeah, it's definitely got the bookers going weird. Lyle, Lyle, Lyle. You're, I know you're trying to be like me with the hair, but you've got to lay off the joint, mate, because it's obviously <laughs> affecting your brain. <laughs> it's not good. Not good well, for anyone. Well, wait till you see it when it comes out. I didn't enjoy. Uh, I didn't enjoy the Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho bit from last week. I got to say, um, he was arguing with a drone. I know. Uh, it was. It was. It was. It, like I'm okay with weird, but it was bad. <laughs> does coronavirus make you hallucinate? Because that whole roster needs to be tested. That's, uh, if it does, symptoms. I'm going to try and catch it. That's one of the. Oh, symptoms. that'd be all right. All right, so I won't be watching my taped version of AEW a little bit later on then. Uh, thank you for that, Lyle. appreciate the heads I up. I think your VHS – is your VHS still working? Or yeah, not? it is. That's what I tape it on. <laughs> he, tape, he tapes AEW and NXT at the same time like we used to tape WWF and WCW back in the day. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Hey, uh, let's go through what wrestling is on this weekend here in Australia. We can tell you there is absolutely nothing on either Friday – Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, was that Sunday? No, nothing. No, nothing. No, nothing at all. That's a good in thing. In a couple of weeks. In a very slow uh, couple of weeks. Although MCW Encore, they're, um, they are debuting the Jonah Rock documentary, mm. that, um, the Bronson Reed documentary that Mikey was talking about last week. So if you get on to Encore, yes. you'll, be able to, um, you'll be able to see that and a whole heap of new stuff that's gone up. There was a piece... There was a PWA Melbourne um, reunion show that went up this week that, from all reports, is amazing. All right. There you go. Local wrestlers also with a side hustle. And we know you're not working in the wrestling ring anymore, but if you want to push your business out here on the turnbuckle, we're more than happy to help you. We'd love you to uh, reach out and give your business a plug, just like uh, Sicko Smacks did. And today's episode proudly presented by One Fall. Wonderful. Design company, a Melbourne-based design and apparel company. A fantastic place to get your logos and merch design. Check them out now on Facebook. That is Onefall. Wonderful. Design company. If you've got an idea for a podcast, contact my podcast house or on the turnbuckle through our Facebook pages, and we can help you get on air. At the moment, it'll just be via Skype, but eventually we'll get you into a studio. No doubt about that. Tune in next week because we're going to bring you another guest. 
Hopefully. We hope. But it's going to give us an opportunity to say goodbye <laughs> to this week's guest. Royce, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it. Uh, been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. What, what do you got to plug, mate? What's your social media where everyone can get your quarantine videos and your TikToks and your, your SoundCloud oh. account? What's your rapper <laughs> SoundCloud account? Um, yeah, uh, faux shizzle Royce Nizzle. Um, <laughs> 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 now, nah, if you want to follow me, just type in Royce Chambers. I don't know exact things, but if you type it in, that's all you got to find. And one last statement. Bring Japanese toilets to Australia. Ooh. Oh, oh they're not bad, are they? They are awesome. Are they the ones Especially with the little bum washers? Oh, nice and heated. It is the best. Yeah. Do they have the bum when washers? You get... Yeah, what? they do have the bum. The bidets. The bum warmer. Yeah. They have oh, a they thing that, that sprays too. your ass and then dry cleans it. Fantastic. <laughs> it's it's so unbelievable. So when you're in Melbourne, if you go to the toilet and the seat's warm, it's the worst thing in the world. But when you're in Japan and you go to the toilet and the seat's warm from a heater, amazing. Yeah, pleasant. Amazing. What a great way to finish. Thanks, uh, guys. Catch you next week right here on the Turnbuckle.